Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah, welcome along. Another Thursday, another day at uh, South Devon College at the training pitch, another day of heavy rain. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> say, it's another day of rain. It is. We're, um, we've been invited in. Thank you very much again to uh, Gary Johnson's press conference. So we'll go to that first. Uh, quite a lot to talk about with Gary this week. Um, and the first voice that you hear, as always, will be Talking United's very own Patrick Tinkler. And then we'll weigh in with some questions as well. And then uh, rejoin us afterwards. Can you talk us through the, the injury that Liam Davis sustained on Saturday? It was an unfortunate one, wasn't it? And um, looks like it's going to be out for some amount of time. Yeah, it's definitely a, a fracture of the, the ankle, um, which is you know, very disappointing. Of course it is for us because I think Liam, Liam has been uh, a real stalwart this season. He's been uh, in last season and uh, you know he's great experience for us and he's probably the best left back in the league <laughs> so um, of course we're, we're disappointed for ourselves but we're disappointed for him because he was enjoying his football and uh, was a major part of the, of the uh, season that we're having um, so but you know, it's, these things happen and we've got to uh, adjust to them um, we've done that quickly of course um, while Liam's convalescing uh, Liam probably won't be available till January time so um, you know, it's, it was good that we brought Romari in pretty quick, uh, having known a little bit about him, having seen him, and uh, he's probably the same size and shape and same type of player as as Liam. So we we've gone and uh, got our Liam Davis clone to to come and do a job for us. He's been here for a couple of days now. Um, what have you made of his early time at the club? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, he's only he's only a, a, a Today will be his second training session, but we did a, a lot of work with him on our uh, shape pattern so that he could get straight into it, and um, and he has done. You know, and we, we it's always good that when they turn up at at, uh, at training that they they are what you thought they were. And uh, he's watched all the videos already. You know, we've bombarded him with information and um, and work on the training ground. Um, it's not just for him, it's for the other lads to see what his strengths are. And um, I think everybody was pretty impressed with his, with his training. So uh, you know, we go into the game knowing that we've, you know, we've got a player who, who can step straight into Liam's shoes. We're back into league action on Saturday. It feels like a, quite some time since we've played at, at Playmore, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, what's it like to get back into league action and uh, what are your thoughts out of the game? Well, we're looking forward to all games. I mean, we were disappointed with the uh, Maidstone performance. Um, we've, we've had a look at it. We've, we've, you know, we've got it out of our minds now. Um, we're trying to learn from it, as these lads always do, because they're young enough to still be learning. And uh, we've got you know, two or three very, very important games coming up to put ourselves in an even stronger position, if we can. Um, Sutton, we believe, is... Uh, 
got a decent group of players. You know, I, I always say that because that's the same as any team. Surely they've all got you know players that can cause you a problem. Um, but uh, of course, we got players that can cause opposition a problem, and that's what we got to try and try and achieve. So um, I'm sure we will. And uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to the next football match. What are your thoughts at the moment on how the how the table looks and the makeup of the table? Well, <clears throat> on the on the uh, after the game on the Monday, I put the league table up in front of the boys um, on a big screen so that they could, in case they haven't or they hadn't remembered exactly where they'd put themselves. You know, we're in a very good position at the moment, a very good position. You know, we and we've got into this position very quickly. Um, from sort of five or six weeks ago, so it's good that we find ourselves just two points off the the top and, and one point off the second and third sort of thing, you know. So um, and level with the fourth. Um, so now we we I've reminded them that we mustn't forget what we've done so far um, in the league, and we need to keep our league run going. <coughs> And uh, I've always said that needs a big run. We've had the Notts County game stuck in between that we wasn't very pleased with. But, um, you know, we're playing against very good, solid opposition and we've got to understand that uh, to win this league and to get promoted, you, you've, you've got to be there or thereabouts come Christmas time. And that's why we want to stay there and keep it. And then you've got to kick on and hopefully we've got enough ability in our squad at the moment even before all the lads uh, all the lads come back uh, from injury which will you know, probably be in December late late December early January and then we will have a very strong squad at the moment we're working on a small squad waiting for the other you know lads to, to come back but but this squad has done very well you know they've come in and achieved a great deal very quickly so you know, very pleased with them and uh, hopefully their confidence will be growing when they do see the league table and what they've done in the last seven out of eight games in the league. What uh, update can you give us on, on the players? Um, is, it, is it more of the same in terms of are they a week further on from where they were or have there been delays or in terms of the injuries that we've got at the moment in the squad? Um, no, they're, they're, they're all a week further on, obviously other than Liam of course, because he's probably going to have to have an operation on his ankle. Um, he'll come back from it, he's still, although he's 32 or whatever it is, he, he's a fit lad and he'll definitely come back from it. So, But um, yeah, everybody's slightly further down the line, it goes from seven to eight weeks to you know, six to seven and then four, three to four and I don't think Jake Andrews will be too far away now. Um, Asa just had a little setback last week, so he's, he's, a, he's, he's not got any closer at the moment. Is he still two or three weeks? So um, anyway, we've got to believe in the lads we got at the moment because they're giving us calls to believe in them and, uh, and tell them to carry on. And a bit later on, there'll be a little bit more competition, so uh, yeah, be ready to keep that competition out of the team. And going back to Blaymore on Saturday, um, hopefully a big crowd again, supporting the lads, good to get home uh, and play in front of the crowd again. Yeah, uh, we, obviously everybody loves playing at home if it's going well and uh, you know, 
home supporters have seen some good football, I think, from us. Uh, you know, even Liverpool or Man City or Real Madrid, Barcelona had their odd moments in games. But um, you know, we look like we can score goals. We've got a striker that's scoring goals. Um, and you know, as I said, we've got a team that's pretty confident, but trying to play the right way to encourage, ho hopefully encourage people to come and watch us play. You know, and that's what we want. And the, the bigger the gate, the more the atmosphere, um, the better chance we got as a club of, of keep moving forward. And that's what we need to do. But uh, as we always say, we always appreciate the fans that travel to Maystone. Sorry to them, but as, again, as I always say, you know, we you don't win every game in a season, but uh, it's all about the end of the season. And if we can give them the same fun that they had last season, then uh, we'll be uh, we'll be very pleased that we've been able to give them that. Liam's one loss, Jake's another, and you were referring uh, in the week to the fact that Jake is one of your leaders and he's only 22 mm. and Liam is 32 obviously mm. we all know about him um, I wonder if in a funny way Liam is obviously a huge loss but Jake dropping out of the team with the qualities that he brings personality wise and yeah. everything, you've got young Frank mm. young Matt mm. young Calvin mm. uh, Ben Whitfield's a little bit more experienced yeah. is it something that, that you've thought about of, of everybody in the team trying to contribute on that side of giving information to people yeah. trying to you can't put experience into people but no or, um, or indeed personality no, you know because no. if you start saying to somebody you've got to be somebody that you're not no then uh, you're acting and people don't like actors in a football team yeah you know as if they're like just doing it because the, you know, the manager wants to, to see it. So we try and work on, you can be a leader in, uh, in your participation in the game. Are you working hard? Are you winning your tackles? You know, are, you, are you a leader because people are following your work rate? That's really what we have to work on because you've got people like Robbie Cundy, for instance, who I think has been fantastic since he's, he's been here, he's grown into the, into the role, um, probably doesn't sh say as much as he's, he's, uh, he should, you know, with his commanding game and also he's, you know, he's a big lad sort of thing. So uh, he has to sort of lead by example, if you like. Um, so we've we, we got a few of them, but we're, we're working on their you know, being a leader in, in other ways and uh, that's that's important because I don't want actors, I don't want people to, you know, you, there is a football personality that we want, That's I've always asked for that, but that's up to them to find that and you know, I might in individual meetings just say look you might need to do give a little bit more information, you might need to, your body language like in a couple of their cases sometimes doesn't look fantastic even though in their minds they try, they think they're giving everything. And uh, so I can put that to them, show them videos, uh, individual, you know, sometimes they come up and ask for, um, can they see their own game, you know, and the best bits and the worst bits, and then we talk about it. So, you know, we're doing everything we can to mm. build this group into a, a, a league, a league team, because that's obviously what we're after. 
One particular success story that you've had is that you Matt Buse came into the squad in pre-season and you were having a look at him to see you know, what you could make of him. Last week he gets the uh, the league's player of the month. Yeah. You must be delighted for him. Absolutely delighted, and uh, I think he deserved it as well because he, as I said, he he runs all day long. He's a committed lad. He's yeah. another one that doesn't say boot to a goose, but uh, he certainly leads by example. Um, and uh, you know, if only he would start saying to the others sometimes, if you did as much work as me, then we'd be further up that league. <laughs> Is he one uh, of those players that you'd like a bit more personality from? That I think he's, he's, he, I think his personality is his game. Yeah. In as much as that he, he he just works his socks off because he doesn't only do that in games; he does that in training. And sometimes we have to look at his GPS results and think we need a resting. We say, "Busy, we're gonna have to rest you today." And he goes. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need a rest. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's that's his strength, yeah. and and that's why he's deserved. Um, what did he score a couple of goals? He's been in there. He's made a couple of goals. He's been unlucky a couple of times. You know, just that work rate gets him at both ends, and uh, you know he's he's found himself a a game that suits Gary Johnson and Torquay United's games. Um, of course, the one place that uh, Romani Medford Smith didn't come from was Bristol City. Uh, he came from Reading, and you referred him to the sign it. Yes, he probably did come by. <laughs> he did if he, if he knows the record. Exactly, yeah. um, uh, you referred in after his signing to the fact that this was partly the result of the work that's constantly mm. going on, mm. and that obviously was a reference, although you didn't actually say yeah. him at the time to Pete. Yeah. Uh, um, who I'm sure on probably Saturday night or Sunday morning, oh, well, he was there on Saturday, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Immediately that clicked in, yeah, presumably, and thought, uh-oh, right, yeah, what do we need, where do we need to go? Um, uh, that That's very important to you in yeah, these well, circumstances. It is it? very, very very important because um, there's a lot of, I think people think you can just go out and get a loan whenever you need it, but there's lots of things that come into that. For instance, the reason why sometimes we go to Bristol for our players is because that's probably one of the nearest teams to us uh, that we're players that we can loan because you can loan a player from up north or somewhere um, but he might not want to come because he's, he might have a family he, he's got his friends in that area and doesn't really want to come down to Torquay they only come down on holiday you know when they're little kids <laughs> um, as a holiday venue you know and they want to stay with their with their family, so there's a lot of situations and, and scenarios of why you can bring in a loan. So the Bristol lads, you know, that is because we know them the best. We know the club. The club trusts us. That's the main thing. They're not going to give us players. They're too professional just because me and Lee are related. <laughs> um, so if you go for all the players that we that we've had from Bristol that have gone back there and done well, um, or I've you know every now and again recommended somebody that played for me, somebody like Tommy Rowe, Corey Smith, that are, you know at the at, at Bristol themselves, along with a couple of others. So um, Reading is obviously a handy place because a again it's another one that's not a million miles away it's an easy route as in the M4 and the M5 and also home uh, away trips we pick up at Reading nearly every every away trip um, drop off at Reading 
So, you know, they lose the, the, the road miles, if you like, when we, when we play away, and it, and it suits him. So there's a lot of things that go into it, and Pete has got this database where, you know, we know the lads that have got a family, that haven't got a family, uh, the ones that we can tap into, the clubs we can tap into, because those clubs are always letting us know, like Reading, Swansea, Bristol, um, when they think there's a lad that you know, we should have a look at. And then we look at them, and we, we don't just take loans, we make sure that we think that they fit in to our uh, system and our philosophy. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously when you've got Lee who played, you know, for, I don't know how many games for me, um, you know that if he's recommending somebody, he knows exactly what I need, so yeah. therefore you're going to get more from Bristol than, than you would anywhere else. Yes, for yeah. that reason, as for well. all those reasons, yeah. It's not just a business of you ringing on a Sunday morning. Do you want to pop round for Sunday lunch and let's sit down and talk about? I wish it was like that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of miles gone in. I mean, you know, Pete goes to probably, I would say, five games a week. You know, uh, and he really does. And, and if he's not at games, he's on the scouting networks, you know, looking at game, other games that he couldn't get to, but he'll watch the game. So he, he'll probably, it's probably 10 games a week if you count the, the amount of times he watches <coughs> full games on the yeah. internet. Either out there or at home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you've got to be out there because that's where everyone knows because he's been around a long time and they talk, scouts talk, and you get information from them, and they, you give them a bit of information. And so he's in the, he's very much in the, the in crowd of yeah. scouts. Was it almost the case that on Saturday evening, as you were getting on the coach coming home, your mind was going round, you may even have chatted to him anyway, because he was there, well, we did. That, we had that, the, that Medford Smith's name almost like Yeah, no, it came up before we was, uh, we was on the bus, Pete getting into your stuff, and he said, well, actually, because we never needed a left back. No. He'd had a list there and he, he knew the lads that he would have recommended to us, but yeah. you couldn't have brought someone in with Liam Davis. And Ryan and Frank could really yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. and they'd done it. But when we said, right, Pete, we, that's it, we, we're going to need somebody. And then he, he'd come up with Murphy Smith. We had to drop Pete off in Kingston at the, yeah. <laughs> when we came back from the game at Maidstone. And, uh, so by, that we, stage, by that stage, Murphy Smith's name was already. By that stage, Pete had already made a phone call to people at Reading. Um, to be fair, they'd contacted us a week earlier to say, look, we've got some of these boys now available. And at first we said, well, we didn't, we didn't really need anybody. And then all of a sudden, bang, let's get back to them a bit sharpish before they go anywhere else, or before he goes anywhere else. So anyway, he's come in and a uh, good lad, seems a, you know, our sort of personality. And, um, that we got in. One player that, that, that went under the radar, I thought, a little bit on Saturday, although he would never claim to be a left back and probably wouldn't want to spend the rest of his career there, was how well um, young Joe Lewis did when he came on in an unfamiliar position for him. Yeah, um, he's, he's, it just proves how, how what a help he is underneath. Just He just goes under the radar. Yeah, he does bit, go under the he? radar um, and he can play both full backs, he can play centre half, is where he wants to play. Um, and he, uh, and he can play as a deep line midfield player. Um, he's in the Welsh squad, you know, uh, he, he didn't play there. So he's, he's been unlucky at the moment. He's at that stage where he's not quite you know, getting into a team to play regular. But 
the experience he's gaining with us, even in a way where he's not playing or he's on the fringes, and you know, I suppose he could have, you know, could have used Joe in these next games at left back. But now he's, we knew he was missing this game from being with the Welsh under 21, so that makes it uh, yeah, difficult. Do we wait for him or no? Every game is important. So and we needed the numbers anyway. So uh, yeah, but uh, you know, credit the Swansea and Joe. They, I think, of course, they want him playing, but uh, they know that you know I'll play him when I, when I can and when it's the right time to do so. If we're bottom of the league and I'm not playing him, then they're gonna they're gonna be ringing up saying what's going on sort of thing. You know. But he's a great lad and uh, he's very much part of our group. So, in, interesting press conference this week. Plenty to say. Is. Plenty to say there. <laughs> yeah, it is. A couple of things I want to pick up on that. The very interesting uh, line that Gary was saying that being in, as uh, as the old song says, being in with the in crowd when it matters. Oh. Um, I mean, that's that's amazing. That by the time the bus had stopped in Kingston upon Thames to drop Pete off, uh, Gary's uh, brother Pete Johnson, the um, head of recruitment, the interim. Liam Davis had been selected, discussed, and contacted. And, presumably, and, and uh, yeah, the wheels were already yeah, in motion. Yeah, the wheels on the bus. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a sort of Thursday, uh, sorry, a Sunday or a Monday morning job. Yeah. Um, that's how quickly the thing swung into action. Um, I think there's several things that that, that feed into that. Uh, George Edwards, the managing director, was at the game at Maidstone. Yeah. Um, he was immediately jumped into action and was looking after Liam Davis and making sure he got the right treatment there and then, um, helping him onto the bus yeah. <laughs> on the, on, with the crutches. Uh, Liam on crutches, not George Edwards on crutches. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, so things were able to be put in motion yeah. very quickly. Um, and of course, the the other point that that we were making um, uh, in Gary's press conference was that it wasn't a kind of a an automatic call to Lee Johnson at Bristol City. No, quite. Have you got a yeah. left back, Lee? Yeah. Um, that isn't how it works. And I think some people um, over the last what was it fourteen fifteen months have got the impression that you know there's there's this so-called apparently cozy relationship with Bristol City that swings into action at almost any time. Yeah. Yes, of course United have had some help from there uh, and 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 Bristol City I think well they they ought to be happy with with what their players have have, oh, yeah. have gained yeah. here. Yeah. But it's not uh, uh, the sort of you know over the Sunday lunch and the crackling and the gravy <laughs> chat about you know yeah. how can how, you know it's not like that and and um I think, funnily enough, I don't, I don't think there's any pressure or anything, uh, any stuff like that at this end. I, I do think, I have got the impression sometimes that there are people at Bristol who uh, might give Lee Johnson a bit of jip about, you know, well, another one going out to Torquay, you know, it's only because okay. of your dad yeah. sort of thing. But um, uh, I don't think, <laughs> Gary certainly doesn't lose any sleep over it, but, but, um, but here we go. Had to do something quickly, yeah. left back. Bang! It wasn't a question of let's go to Bristol City first. Pete Johnson immediately came up with, and I think yeah. I'm no doubt that he probably discussed it as a lad at Reading, Romani Medford Smith. Let's go and see if we can get him. And sounds as if, from what Gary was saying, sounds as if he's fitted in pretty well here in his first couple of days. We'll see him on Saturday. We will. Um, uh, what did he describe him as? Well, 
He's built him up a little bit, isn't he? A Liam Davis clone. But yeah. uh, um, I think partly because he, he's, he's, he is uh, tall like Liam Davis yeah. and a similar style of player. And uh, he's, he's a, you know, a proper left back. This isn't somebody who's yeah. being shoehorned into the position. So, fingers just, crossed. And just getting back to the point you were making about Bristol City as well. I mean, it, Bristol City have had pretty good value out of this too, haven't they? Because they've had players back at the end of last season who've been part of a, a championship winning side. They've been successful. They've been scoring goals. They've had a pretty good grounding here, haven't well, they? Well, let's think about Seiko Jani for a start. Yeah. You know, could he have gone anywhere else from Bristol City last season? Gained the experience he got, scored the goals that he got, um, built his career yeah. uh, uh, as as he did during yeah. the time he spent here. And, Answer: and, No, no, and enjoyed his football. That's and important loved his as well, football, isn't it? Yeah, and loved the whole experience yeah. so much so that he was almost banging to get back here. Yeah, uh, um, he halfway through last season. And fingers crossed, you never know what might happen this January. But halfway through last season, when some of the noises started happening that he might go back to Bristol City, mm -hmm. he was one of the people who said, I want to stay at Torquay and yeah. see if I can see this through and, and help them win promotion. Um, so it, there's an obvious example. Yeah. Um, uh, Connor Lemonhay Evans has moved up the pecking order at Bristol City not through playing for their under-23 team every week, no. but through playing for Torquay yeah. United. Yeah. Um, and so it goes on. Opie Edwards, uh, they were ra everybody was raving about him during pre-season at Bristol yeah. City. Obviously, we know he's had further injury he's problems. He's been so which unlucky, is, hasn't which he? Which is very, very frustrating. Very but, yeah. he, again, his career and his you know, his time has, has, has improved through, through being at Torquay. Yeah. And if it isn't like that, if it doesn't work like that, it doesn't carry on. There's too much at stake for these lads and for clubs at, at Bristol City's level. Yeah. Um, and it's the same at Swansea City with Joe Lewis. I mean, it's part of the reason I mentioned him in, in, in the... You know, he did so well at left-back last Saturday in yeah. a very difficult situation, thrown into a cup tie, talking talk a one-nil down away from home in an FA Cup tie they desperately want to win, 19 years old. OK, he can play at left-back, but he's a yeah. right-footed centre-back. That's what he is, yeah. really. Um, and he just went on and did, you know, in difficult circumstances, really well. Um, and uh, so that's another little bit of experience for him. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, that, even Gary was saying how unfortunate he is probably not to be in the side at the moment, you know. And, and I dare say each week he and, and Aaron Downs look at the, the makeup of the back four and... He, he's got to be close behind Robbie Cundy for yeah. that right-sided yeah. centre-back position. And if United ever want to go to three at the back, you know, they've also got Jean-Yves Coutinharte there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and um, so there they are. They're all battling for places in the team there. But again, Swansea City, if you're, if you're a Swansea City supporter and you follow these things, you might be thinking, well, what's the point of Joe Lewis being out at Torquay? Yeah. But actually, when you look into it a bit more deeply... Um, you know, he's a great lad apart from anything else. He loves being here. You know, he's very happy here. Um, and hopefully during the course of the season, yeah. he will make those appearances so everybody will go, that's why he's at Torquay. Good player. Yeah, good he is player. A good we player. like what we've seen so yeah. far, don't we? Yeah, that's right. The other takeaway from the uh, press conference, and I asked the question of Gary, I think Matt Buse is an incredible story this season. I mean, he came in in pre season Taunton from Town. Taunton Town. You know, all the fans love a local lad doing well he came in you thought well you know is he going to get much more than a trial is he going to get a, a, a contract yes he did 
he's forced his way into the team. You know, he, he's made the most of the opportunities that have been presented by injuries, and it'd be hard to shift him out of that team now. And last week, he only goes and gets the Vanarama National League Player of the Month award. I think that's a fantastic story, and I'm, I'm absolutely made up for him. Well, he, he apart from he, he's an we always say this, don't we? He's a great lad. He is a great he is a great lad. He's the nicest kid you ever w w wish to meet. His heart's in the right place. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine went to see Taunton Town last week, funnily enough, and they know he's a Torquay fan. Yeah, and they were all over him, saying, "Whoa, we <laughs> you've 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 come up trumps there with our with our lad from yeah. last season." Yeah. Um, and uh, I think as well, he's whoever plays alongside him in midfield, whether it's Frank Vincent or Armani Little, or uh, he's the perfect foil for almost any of them. Yeah, he he is the sort of get it, give it, play the way he's facing lad who who works hard. Yeah, he's always got his eye on possibly getting in the box, and he's just such an effective young player. Yeah, uh, and I think one or two older, more worried supporters have been thinking in the last few weeks, oh, can Vincent and Buse keep going in there? Can yeah. they keep, you know, they're only young lads, they're not very experienced. And then another game goes by and United beat somebody else. Okay. And you go, well, <laughs> they did pretty well today. And I think, you know, that they are, that they've got a manager who's very in tune with all of this sort of stuff. He's he's seen these situations hundreds yeah. of times, Gary Johnson. He knows when somebody is just at the end of their tether or coming to the end of their tether and probably needs a break. He will have been looking at those. Do I know this force of circumstance at the moment because of the injuries you might have yeah. got? But yeah. um, he'll and I think that's why he mentioned in the press conference, didn't he? That he'd actually thought about saying to Matt Buse a couple of times, "Look, have a day out." You know, yeah. just, you know, no, 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 no. I'm Jeez. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, is and, he the uh, new Matt Hockley? Well, now, 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 now <laughs> I know for you to say that guy is 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 a, well, it's is a big a, moment. Is, is, is <laughs> a big moment, but but um, no, he, he's uh, and of course he's strong. You know, yeah. he's he's twenty three years old. Now I know in terms of experience, he's not had you know the games that, for instance, say Frank Vincent or yeah. even Seiko Jani have had, but at the level. But uh, um, you know, he's he's a tough yeah, lad yeah. you know um uh, you don't knock him down very easily oh. and you don't keep him down very easily and um no and and just when you want somebody to do something sensible in midfield when i say sensible i mean something just routine and obvious yeah he's your man to do, he's your, he's man your to go to guy isn't he's he? your go-to yeah. guy yeah um frank vincent probably frank has, has probably got slightly more whatever word you want to use flair stuff yeah. so he tries things sometimes that Matt Buse wouldn't try um, but then that's why I say they complement each yeah. other you know yeah. Frank Vincent will pull off whoa hang on a minute what a turn that is you know and and just do something to completely confound an opponent Matt's more of a steady Eddie yeah and and you need you need oh, both yeah. you know yeah. w would Alex Russell have been as great as he was for a couple of for those years without Matt Hockley alongside yeah. him for Alex yeah. Russell Russell often used to say that he preferred playing with Matt Hockley than with Jason Fowler, and he absolutely worshipped Jason Fowler. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're great friends and still are, and he knew how good Jason Fowler was. But when Alex was trying to run the game, as yeah. he used to do, and we all remember with fondness how he used to do it, he often used to prefer Matt next to him, Matt Hockley, yeah. 
because he knew exactly what Matt Hockley was going to do. Matt knew that his job was to win the ball and give it to Alex. Yeah. And there was it was a better combination sometimes. I mean, don't get me wrong, you and I would pay a considerable amount of money to watch Alex Russell and Jason Fowler playing in a Talking United midfield. Oh, but, absolutely. But week yeah. in, week yeah. out, yeah. getting the job done, you need those combinations, don't you? you? Do. Now, again, Matt Buse is involved in this as well. You were only saying just now, 48 hours is a long time in football. And we, we were sat here this time last week, looking forward to going into the Maidstone game, pretty confident we about the Maidstone game. We drove down through the muddy housing yeah. estate with the we, uh, diggers thinking, we'll do we'll Maidstone be right. on Saturday. We just had a long chat with Liam Davis yeah. about the game Which, and the we, prospects we, for the rest of the I've season. I've spoken to him since he, and said, I'm so sorry. He won't for forgive us for that. No, exactly. <laughs> but, saying how great everything was. Yeah. yeah. But, but everything, a lot of things changed very rapidly, didn't well, within, they? Well, as we were driving down the hill away from the training ground at South Devon College, the players ran out onto the, onto the all-weather pitch here. Within half an hour, Jake Andrews, had, who was playing very well at the time, yeah. uh, uh, and hopefully he won't be out for too long, but he'd gone down with an ankle injury and a tackle. Matt Buse, just celebrating National League Player of the Month, own goal in the 80, 80, yeah. 18th yeah. minute at, um, at Maidstone. And seven minutes after that, Liam Davis fractures his ankle. In, by the way, a tackle which a lot of people... <laughs> it wasn't far off a penalty, to be perfectly honest with you, but still. Yeah, he was at, yeah. the, at the other end of the field to what you might expect, wasn't Quite, he? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, and United lose 1-0. Uh, you know, people talk about a week being a long time in politics. Well, 48 hours can be a yeah. long time in football. And how quickly a whole succession of you know, events can turn round... Yeah. Uh, and I think Gary Johnson said after after the in his press conference after the match he said we're, we're, we've all been asking anybody if they saw a black cat running in front of the coach <laughs> yes. um, uh, uh, because you know you go nothing much yeah nothing much nothing went right, went right did it no no, no. no. so I mean we, let's talk briefly about the Maidstone game I mean we're talking well supported again yeah as ever a lot of people there um, I mean the, the pitch pitch was narrow wasn't it you said well. I don't like these plastic pitches. No. I don't care what anybody says. It, it's not the same. It's not the same. And and, but that wasn't the issue on Saturday. United didn't play well enough to win the match. Mm -hmm. You mustn't sort of try and seek no. comfort in places where where it's not on. But if people look at the replay of of the match, and there's plenty out there, have a look at the byline and the goal line at each end. Well, obviously they're the same. Yeah. And look where the ten-yard nick is. You know, from the corner flag yeah. into the into yeah. the ten-yard. The gap between the ten-yard nick and the outside of the penalty area, a yard and a half. Really, yeah. something along yeah. those lines. The pitch at Maidstone, and look, you know, it's there. Both teams have got to play on yeah. it. And is, it's it's within the, the oh, yeah, parameters. Is a is I would wouldn't think it's more than sixty eight yards wide. Mm. Plainmore is seventy four, something like yeah. that. Halifax is considerably wider than that, um, and it's a narrow pitch. Do you think? I mean, that that's a. I don't think it's deliberate. I don't think it's no? deliberate at all. No, okay. no. I think because it's just a, we've had managers who have varied the width of Plainmore. Yeah, but you can do that on a grass pitch. You yeah. can't do it on a plastic pitch. Not really. Um, no, it's not a Cyril Knowles <laughs> pulling he, it in. He two brought yards it in a bit, didn't he? Yeah. No, he did. Yeah, definitely yeah, did. Yeah. Pulled it in a yard and a half, two yards <laughs> on either side. Yeah, because United weren't playing with wingers. No. Um, and he didn't want to. Um, so, but <clears throat> all I'm saying is, it just contributed to what ended up. As soon as Maidstone got their goal, 
John Still's plan, and all credit to him, clicked into action. Ten yeah. men behind the ball, nine men behind the ball, etc., etc. There was no space. Mm -hmm. And the number of times United players got the ball, Kyle Cameron, I can remember watching him several times, getting the ball at the back, looking up for a pass. And you know how he often likes to use that switch ball from left out to the, to, yeah. to the right wing. Just wasn't on. No. There was no space at all. There was no room. Maidstone, all credit to them, contributed that. They put one in front of the back four to stop United getting the ball into Janet and Reed. Yeah, into the feet. Uh, and, yeah. and they did it really well. Very frustrating. And United ended up... I mean, this is a team that was scoring goals for fun, wasn't it, yeah. in the league? Well, they, they didn't... Uh, uh, Jake Cole in the, Maidstone, in the Maidstone goal didn't have a serious save to make all afternoon. Now... Hang on a minute. Yeah, <laughs> this is the this is the top scoring team well, yeah. in the country well, or on, on form anyway. A lot of fans will have done exactly what I did and seen that Torquay had gone a goal down and thought we always score. You know, we'll be all right. We'll Quiet. get back into this, and um, it just just no, didn't never happen. come to pass. That, that, the chance for Davis, um, uh, where he got hurt, was one, and just after half time, Reed and Reed and Janney managed to get together on the right hand side, and they didn't get. Many chances to do that. Janet crossed it. The ball dropped for Kalala, 15 yards out. Um, it's easy to say now he should have had a touch. You know, <clears throat> he might or he might not. Over the bar with the keeper to beat. Just couldn't keep the ball down. Right. What would have, you know, goals change games, don't they? Yeah. And, um, but, it, you know, it was, it was very strange seeing a team which has been scoring fours and threes and yeah. twos, you know, in almost every game, struggling for, struggling for a goal. Um, now... This Saturday, got to get back on the on the Absolutely. horse, as yeah. Gary Johnson was saying. Uh, two home game, two league games coming up: Sutton, one from bottom at home; yeah. Chorley, bottom away. Uh, they must there must win games. Well, they? must win. We all say that, yeah. don't we? But United just need to get the mojo back, yeah. don't they? And and um, you know, it's you'd rather do it at home yeah. to Sutton than away to. Notts County or Bromley, wouldn't you? Some interesting changes uh, during the game on Saturday up at Maidstone. Rory came on, but played wide. Yeah, he didn't. I, I think when when a game is like that and you can't pass your way mm. through, which is like what United like to do, yeah. your immediate thought is, well, <clears throat> I think we all know deep down United can't do the Matt Reed, tim Sills no. route. They haven't got those kind of players. But... Uh, I think some fans expected either Rory Keating or Manny Duku possibly to yeah. go up front as a, as a centre forward and just sling it in there and, and, yeah. and get them to fight for it and hope for the best. That didn't happen. Rory Keating went on and played sort of more on the right-hand side, mm. which, of course, he has done for yeah. United yeah. many times in the past. <clears throat> and Manny Duku didn't go on at all. Um, now, that, and, that, that, I, I wanted to mention that. Manny du the Manny Duku situation is puzzling isn't it? I mean, Vanny Duku came in in the summer yeah. with quite a lot of hullabaloo around him. A um, <laughs> couple of games that we saw him play early on in friendlies, we thought, OK, you know, there's a big big centre forward. You know, he's going to get a job done for us. But he doesn't seem to figure in Gary Johnson's plans at the moment. Well, he's he was obviously he's on the bench and he's on the bench most weeks. Yeah. He's not um, getting on, though. But he's he? not getting on very no. often. Um, uh, now, I, funny enough, I've been slapping myself for not asking it in the press conference yeah. today but um, uh, why he didn't come on last Saturday I'm, I'm not quite sure um, uh, sometimes there are things in the background like 
Did he feel 100%? Has he looked great in training? Mm. There were seven subs available course, last Saturday, yeah. so he was always going to be on the bench. United didn't have seven subs, but still. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, no, it, it's... I'm sure he's going to figure and get on at some stage. Yeah. Uh, he, Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs will have, they, they look at these things minutely through the week to see who, who is definitely, yeah. you know, nailed on for the weekend, either uh, as a starting player mm-hmm. or on the bench. Um, uh, I am sure that if Manny Duku had been looking like Marco Van Basten all the way through the week, he'd be, you know. Yeah, in there. Now, for one reason or another, presumably that's not quite happening. Um, United do have two strikers who are pretty useful. Yeah, uh, at yeah. the moment. Um, so let's see how how it develops. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> love love to see him get oh, on, get goodness. a game, get a goal. Absolutely, and, you know, yeah. sort of start abs- abs- start something absolutely. going. I I can't help think. I think back to that game at Chesterfield where United lost one nil, and. Uh, Kalala's cross in the fourth minute, and he went in on it to to, to finish it six yards out. We, I was on my feet. Yeah. A, Torquay scoring at Chesterfield, who were in the SHIT at the time and were wobbling. Yeah. And for his sake as well. Yeah. And it and it went just wide. I couldn't believe the net didn't bulge. No. And on little moments like that, so much can turn. Um, but uh, he, you know, he's still the he's still the potential goal-scoring centre forward that Gary Johnson signed in the summer. Yeah, uh, and and he he worked very hard to get him here. He tried last season, so um, yeah. Let's let's see let's It'll see what uh, the next few weeks and months bring, and fingers crossed for him. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about Sutton on Saturday. Then I mean they've had a disappointing first third of the season me. to say the least haven't they but you can't take these things for granted can you they will be tough when you think that that, that well Paul Doswell the manager who had led them to that all those great FA Cup heroics and was it Leeds they beat at home or was it somebody at home didn't they I think it was um, yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and what wonderful run um, strong showings in the league the last couple of seasons he's left now uh, and a coach called Matt Gray has taken over but when you look through their team, you think, one from bottom. You know, yeah. they've got lads like Kenny Davis in midfield, one of the most experienced and consistent central midfield players in the division. Harry Butyman, who scored goals everywhere he's been, mm. including spells at Peterborough, <coughs> Northampton, Stevenage, after non-league. Um, uh, uh, they've got uh, Tom Bollerinwa, who's a quick, talented winger. Yeah. I know he's been in- injured recently. Um, they've got some decent players. And yeah. At some stage, either that's going to click and they're going to start pulling a result off or two, or it will go the other way and the board will be pulling the manager yeah. and saying, what the hell's going on? Um, uh, they're in a, a really poor run. I don't think they've won for nine games. Mm. Uh, one win in 16, something like yeah. that. They're struggling to score goals. I think only is it only Chorley or somebody have scored fewer goals than them. 18 goals in 20-something games. Okay. <clears throat> you know, uh, so yeah. clearly it's not happening. Um, and United hopefully will get on top of them on Saturday. Need to get at them early on, don't we? Get at them yeah, like yeah. United usually yeah. try and do. Yeah. And 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 there is a, a feeling amongst United supporters at the moment that Torquay get in front, they're a hell of a team to pull back. Yeah. Because of the way they counter attack on teams when they start coming at them, <clears throat> when they fall behind, and the other team then sits in. 
gets more difficult. Yeah. So um, uh, I think, funnily enough, in in a way, it would be really good for for to to sort of tick that box for United. Yeah. Don't I think, yeah. don't get me wrong. I don't want something to take the lead on Saturday. But you know what I mean. To yeah. to sort of well, no, no, no. We're not just a team that wins. We from can the front. do that. We can yeah. do that. Yeah. But, um, still, that that will happen in the natural course of things, rather than you can't plan that. It will. And while I think of it, three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. It's the Torquay Christmas Carnival on Saturday, and the switching on of the Christmas lights. So if you're getting trying to get back across Torquay after the game, make alternative arrangements. Go back or pop down a there different and watch the way. Lights being turned on. Yeah, the, ro- the yeah. roads are closed though. So oh, right, um, right. If, if you're in the traffic, yeah, leave the car where it is and have a walk down the town, maybe. Or um, yeah, find find an alternative yeah. exit. Route. Good local knowledge there, Henders. Well done. I'm very grateful to uh, former Torquay chairman David Phillips for a message this week, which uh, drew my attention to an, an interesting fact that um, Gordon Astle, who lives oh, in yes. Torquay, East, yes, definitely, I still mean, does. In- England play tonight, <clears throat> and Gordon Astle is now the oldest living England international. Wow. He's 92. 92, now. yeah. There's a very, very nice piece um, in the on the Mail Online, and who'd have thought we'd ever be saying that phrase, um, <laughs> about him. I mean, it's a, a really nicely written piece um, about Gordon Astle, which I'll probably put a link to. Extraordinary guy. Yeah. I, I, obviously, I, I wouldn't you know, say I've known know him well, but I've known him for many years, yeah. and, and uh, um, obviously haven't seen him for quite a long time, 92 now. Yeah. Um, he, he, he came... Uh, <laughs> He was one of these post-war players who came out of the Marines, and he happened to be serving in the Marines uh, in Plymouth. They were based there just yeah. after the war. Um, he, he was on trial at Southampton, but because he was in Plymouth, Plymouth saw him, yeah. and he ended up signing for Plymouth Argyle. Um, it comes from uh, Lancashire, Bolton lad. Okay, yeah. And, um, and he ended up playing for Argyle from 1947 to 53. Huge success there. Yeah. Part of their very strong promotion sides in the early 1950s. Um, went to Birmingham for £14,000. That was big money then, wasn't it? 1953. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of money in 1953. Went to Birmingham at a time when the Blues were a very strong old first division side. Yeah. Played in the 56 FA Cup final it's against Man City. It's the Burt Trankman Cup the Burt final, Trankman wasn't it? Cup final yeah. when um, he broke his neck when tackled with Peter Murphy. Yeah. Birmingham and were hot favourites in that. They game. were. I read um, that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and lost three-one, mm. which many of them, including Gordon, never got over. <laughs> Um, played twice for England. Yeah. Um, uh, scored in a five-one win over Finland. Then was in the team <coughs> that beat West Germany, as they were then known, yeah. in Berlin, three-one. Never played again. So you'd have thought that was quite a decent start <laughs> to an international career, there wouldn't you? Go. My, yeah. immediate, my immediate thought was, oh, he must have been in while Stanley Matthews was injured. Now Matthews was coming towards the end of his yeah. career then, so I'm I'm thinking maybe it was Tom Finney instead. <laughs> but um, no, you 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 play two games for yeah. your country, two wins, score one. You'd think that would might get you a, get, get you another doing. game. Never never picked again. He played in the Intercity Fairs Cup yeah, for Birmingham yeah. as so well. So did Robin Stubbs, in fairness. Did he? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But after, what, eight, nine years at Birmingham, yeah, um, uh, he, he signed for Torquay uh, and uh, did very well here um, uh, as individually. Yeah. But United got relegated from the old third division in his first season. Ten um, goals in 27 <clears throat> games, well, wasn't it? Well, not only like him, yeah. but, but, but get this, United scored 78 goals in 46 games that season. That's not relegation. And got relegated. And got relegated. Okay. Uh, um, Tommy North got, got 13, Ernie Pym got 10, Red Jenkins got 10, 
Gordon Astle got 10 because he was a, a goal-scoring yeah. right winger. Um, but they did let in 100. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So after 18 months at Playmore, he retired. Yeah. Went into the insurance business. Carried on coaching for most of his retirement years. Yeah. Um, and never left Torquay and still lives here. So um, Good golfer as well, apparently. Yeah, very much so. so. And, yeah. and uh, another comparatively little-known thing about Gordon is he, he was one of the very first long-throw specialists. Was he? he, he yeah. his, his upper body was famously strong. He'd been a Marine, and he was superbly fit and, and yeah. strong. And way before Rory Delap at Stoke and... It was that Chelsea lad that used Ian to chuck Hutchinson. him in. Oh, Ian Hutchinson, Ian Hutchinson, that's right. Yeah, yeah. With the windmill arms. Yeah, uh, well, long before they were doing it. Gordon Astle was, was a long yeah. throw specialist when nobody had seen it at that stage. You know, what on earth is going on here? Um, back in the days of two full-backs, three centre-half-backs, three five forwards. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So That's, the, that's yeah. your old Sabutio formation, isn't it? <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, um, good luck to yeah, him, and it's great to hear that he's still ticking thing. over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and now the it would be nice if the FA were making a fuss of these guys. I don't know if they are, but um, you know, if he's he's the the oldest surviving England international, that's quite an accolade, isn't it? It's yeah. quite something. Yeah. And thank you very much, David, for the um, for the message on that one. Um, well, I, th- so I think I think we're off the bottom of the agenda. It's um, well the rain is still falling steadily here at uh, South Devon College, and but yet we're all pretty hopeful and confident. It'll that be okay. It'll it? be okay yeah. at Playmore on Saturday. There was a time we'd all be looking at each other and saying, "Oh, it only needs another downpour." And blah blah blah. But um, after the way the last two home games went on, yeah. Um, good luck to Wrexham, by the way. Part of the reason I'm <laughs> segueing that was, of course, Luke Young played for Wrexham in the yeah. last home game. He's playing for Wrexham at Ibrox Park against oh, in the, Rangers under 21s on Saturday in the whatever it's called. In the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Cup. Yeah, the Scottish oh, Challenge the Cup quarter final. So good luck to Luke Young. Oh, we'll who, keep an eye on that. Well, who, who of course did United a huge favour a few days later by scoring an absolute belter yeah. to beat Bromley, um, uh, which allowed United, who, who had won 4 2 at Halifax on the same day, to move to within two points of Bromley. So. Bromley have got Harrogate at home on Saturday, yeah. uh, which isn't the easiest. So, fingers crossed, United, wouldn't it be absolutely great? I mean, you know, we're jumping the gun a bit and we shouldn't assume anything. And you, you and I have been watching United for long enough never to do that. But wouldn't it be great if United ended up on Saturday night as top of the National League? It's, and it's not impossible. We're within Stranger things have happened. distance. Stranger things Top have of happened. the National League. Let's leave you on that then. Uh, get to play more Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Big crowd. Hopefully, make your transport arrangements accordingly. Do come up and say hello. Tell us what you like about Definitely. the podcast. Tell us what you don't like. Um, and uh, it's always good to see you. See you at Playmore. And ever. Come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.